are some times that when you have some youth uh, leaders, like our youth schools, especially our youth presidents, when they are innovative and creative like this, you know, said God is about to do something. Coupled with humility in their life, you are learning a lot. And we thank him for allowing God to use him to create this platform for us, to be able to share this teaching, despite the fact that uh, we are within a limited time. But just uh, stay with me for a few minutes. Don't look at me as, you know, it's not me. If I know nothing, I'm, I'm not about to share anything with you. So this moment, I'm handing over to the main teacher himself. So that is, I'm also here to learn. It's not, can you hear me? It's too thick. Ah. So, so that it won't be as if I'm smoking something. Ma, I should bring it down. Hmm. Thank you, promises. You can hear me now. All right. So, the topic before us today, uh, we try to summarize as much as we can so that we'll be able to uh, arrive at a singular point by bringing us to the understanding of the mysteries in the kingdom so much that we'll be able to tap into the potential of our identity. We are not just uh, ordinary individuals. We are uncommon uh, people, are we not? If, as a matter of fact, the youth energy we generate is so special, so much that it can shake nations if we, uh, our eyes are opened to see these things. So, because of that, we are bringing a very interesting topic, talking about the kingdom currency. Kingdom currency. Kingdom currency. We can all agree that currency play a major role in an economy of a nation. Can we agree on that? That is, we can also divine for the economics among us. I'm not an economic student anyway, but permit me to borrow a certain uh, theory from you. We can agree that economy is a mode of uh, things that we use for transaction. You can use it to purchase goods or services. You can spend a currency and you can also save a currency. Can we agree on that? And can we also agree that uh, the value of a currency differs from one nation to another? Can we also agree on that? For example, Naira, the value of Naira, we all know how it is now, so don't let us dwell so much on that. <laughs> but one thing is certain, currency is, a, is a, 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 uh, a tool that you can use to purchase a good or services. Then, can we also say that the economy of the kingdom is governed by a particular currency? That is, you can't achieve anything in the kingdom without understanding what the currency the kingdom is operating on. So, it is possible for you to, hold, to have access to a currency and not know the value of that currency. Can we agree on that? That is, I can be a citizen of a nation if I don't have access to the currency I can use to purchase something in that nation, I may not be able to purchase that thing. So I can enter Bistan now and claim that I'm a citizen of Nigeria. So because I'm a citizen of Nigeria, I should be able to get anything I want from Bistan. Is it possible? But I'm a citizen of Nigeria now. Why can't I get anything I want from Bistan? Because I'm not holding the necessary words. 
currency to purchase the things in that what supermarket. You can be a citizen of the kingdom and yet not have access to the world with the things that allow you to experience the beautiful life that God has designed for you and I. So the things that we are talking about today is to open our eyes to the value of that currency, one, how to use that currency, two, the necessary things you need to do to bring about the presence of God upon the currency that we are talking about. But before we talk about that currency, you know we are talking about kingdom currency. So before we talk about the kingdom currency, we, are, we need to talk about the entities of the kingdom. That is, the kingdom is made up of certain entities. Number one, the citizens. Is that all true? So the kingdom is made up, made up of what? Citizens. Number two, the kingdom is made up of what? Systems. Patterns. Rules. The things that keep it in order. So anything that, that is no longer in order needs to be what? Dealt with because it's no longer within the systems of the what? Of the kingdom. I said entities of the kingdom. One, the kingdom citizen. That is the kingdom man himself. Number two, the kingdom what? Systems, the patterns, the rules. Number three, the kingdom currency itself. You can't tap into the kingdom currency without first of all identifying who you are as a kingdom citizen, as a kingdom man. So, having access to the currency is rooted in your what? Unlocking the identity you have in Christ. That's number one. So who is man? Who is the kingdom man that we are talking about? Who is that specific man that walk in victory consistently that we are talking about? The Bible, let's turn our Bible to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45 to 49. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 to 49. Are we there? 1 Corinthians 15, 45 to 49. Okay. Let's take it. Let me take it from here. The Bible says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a what? A living soul. Then the last man was made a what? We are together. This is a teaching class, so I need us to do it together. And we go to verse 46. The Bible says, How big? was not first which is what but that which is natural and afterward that which is what thank god i can see some people communicating now fast 47 the first man is of what which is heavy and the second man is what the lord from heaven remember we are talking about the kingdom man and I said earlier on that it's possible for you to be a citizen of a kingdom and not realize or know your identity. Your victory is rooted in knowing your identity before you even start enjoying the currency that we are talking about. Verse 48. As is the earthy, such as they also that are what? And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Hmm. Let's turn our Bible to Romans 5. Verse uh, 14. 
try to be brief as possible uh, because of time. Are we there? Oh, uh, God bless you. Nevertheless, death reigned from who? Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of who that is to what? Remember in 1 Corinthians, it talks about the second Adam. And also the 1 Corinthians talk about the what? The first Adam. The question is, why do you think God decide to create a kingdom man in the beginning? What is he trying to do that he needs to reintroduce a second Adam to readdress the issue with the first Adam? God must have been trying to do something. And so since it's Bible study, let's see what God is trying to do. Let's turn our Bible to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. What did the Bible say? The Bible says, in the beginning, God, let's stop there. In the beginning, what happened? God. And what did God do? He created what? Heaven and earth. We can all, uh, can we all agree? And I, I don't want us to make so much assumption. Let's just agree and conclude that there must have been a time when there was no what? Existence of this particular heaven and earth, this version. Because there are several heavens and earth. Oh, okay. There must have been a version of time when God exists outside this particular version. But that's not our focus. So when God created heaven and earth, the Trinity were present. Verse 2. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and what? And void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Let's hold on in that verse. The Bible says the earth was without what? Form and void. So can we also assume? that heaven was not without form. Can we assume that? Or am I confusing anyone? So can we assume that heaven was not the one that does not have form? Heaven has form. Can we also agree that heaven is not the one that is void? Void means empty. Heaven was not empty. Can we also agree that there was no darkness in heaven ahead? Now, can we now agree and conclude that there must have been a presence of an entity in heaven for it to be with form? Can we agree on that? That is, the existence of a personality exists in heaven that allows it to have form and order. But the second thing it created has no form. That it was void. It was empty. Why? Why? And the Bible introduced a particular personality that allows us to understand the mystery of kingdom man in verse 3. Verse 3. The Bible said that, in, and God said, let there be what? That is the introduction of something that brings order. And immediately he said, let there be light. What happened? There was light. That is the light that brings that hope that existed in heaven. He needed to call that light to come and be a representation of himself on heart to bring what? That order. 
can we also agree and just assume that if he had created this scenario and he just lived everything, there was no longer light on earth, can we also agree that if he lived no longer light, after he has brought light and yet he took back his light, can we assume that there may be time where the thing will return back to being chaotic? Can we also agree that because of the, the fact that there is no longer light, the heart that was now with form now will return back to one that does not have form? Can we agree on that? That means that the introduction of the light is the reason why there was form. The introduction of the light and the existence of the light is the reason why everything is now in order. Ah, now listen to what he said in verse 4. Because the light he was talking about was not just any light. And verse 4 said something very interesting. Uh, verse 4, Pastor. Okay, let's look at our Bible for verse 4. Uh, okay, and God saw the light, and it was what? Good. And it divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5. And the Bible said in verse 5, and God called the light. What do you call the light? Look at that day. What do you see? Is it capital? The capital B? Look at the last one. And the evening and the morning were the what? First day. Is it just any day? The day he was talking about, is it any day? Is it any day? Let me show you a mystery. Go to verse 14. Verse 14. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of what? Of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and what? And for seasons and for days and for years. Verse 15. Let's, let's go to verse 15. And let them be for light in the firmament of the what? Of the heaven to give light upon the heart. And it was what? It was so. So, the light is talking about here are the what? The two great lights. Can we agree on that? Or should I show you that it's two great lights? Let's, let's go to verse 16. Pastor, verse 16. And the Bible said, And God made two what? And the greater light to rule the what? This day, is it capital? It's capital. And the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. The day he was introducing in verse 3 was not the same day he's calling here. Let's open our Bible to 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, 5. And let's see what the Bible is talking about that day. The day that we are talking about. That you realize that it's not just any light that he was calling in verse 3. 1 Thessalonians 5, what did he say? He said, Ye are the children of what? And the children of what? We are not of the night, and we are not of God. The day he called in verse 3 was who? Who was that day? The day he called in verse 3 was a kingdom man. And the kingdom man found expression in the life of everyone here on earth. Let's turn our Bible to First John, uh, sorry, John chapter 1, to understand that kingdom man. The one he called in verse 3. John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1, verse, starting from verse 1. In the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was what? Was God. Verse 2. 
And the Bible said that the same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. Verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was what? That was made. Verse 4. Now, pay attention to that verse. In him, this is where we are going. In him was what? And the life was what? A kingdom man that we are talking about is a personality. The one that is a carrier of that light. The light is not the normal light. Can we assume that the light is not candle light? Can we also assume that the light is not touch light? So can we also say that the light is not moonlight? That is, the light is a what? A personality that is an expression of God's will. A kingdom man is a carrier of that light. Now, I said something earlier on, going back to Genesis. I said, if God have left with that light, then the same thing that happened in verse 2, when there was nothing, everything was empty, will have happened again. So he needed, Pastor, can you come, please? He needed, come, sir. I'm very sorry for calling you to the podium. <laughs> He needed uh, something that is a container of that light. So when the Trinity leave, the representative or the embodiment of that Trinity becomes the continuation of the carrier word of that light. That was the reason for the creation of man in the first instance. He needed someone who will now be a carrier of that light. And that is the mystery of the victory of us youths. You understand that mystery, you realize that you begin to operate at a, at a level that people become envious of you. You don't need to fake it. There are many people that are faking. They've been telling you that you don't need to tell lies you have something. Why? Why are you lying? You don't need to tell lies you have. Some people are lying. Eh, I have car. And I have a day. Why are you lying? What's so special? Sorry, car is special. You can have Range Rover Sport. But... Why are you faking it when it is actually easy for you to get? So, when the Trinity left, the man Adam now becomes the what? A representative of that what? Of that light. So, anywhere Adam goes, he doesn't need to shout. He doesn't need to cry. He doesn't need to stress himself. All he needs to do is just appear. And anywhere he appears, that will be what? Light. Actually, man is the only person in the, in the old cosmos that have the opportunity to share the nature of the Trinity. Do you know how, uh, how great that is? That is, man has the opportunity to owe God at a position where God needs the validation of man sometimes to perform his will. Trinity does not need to meet all the time before they agree. Do they? So if God is making a decision, God the Son and God the Spirit are always in agreement because they are one. And yet there is a man that is now about to share of that kind of privilege. Where man begins to make decisions, he doesn't need to take permission from God. God just finds an agreement with it automatically. A, a perfect example is what happened in Genesis 2. When the Bible said, call man. And what, what God did, immediately man began to say anything. God was in agreement. Anything man called the nature of anything, any name, 
God was what? In agreement. He wasn't arguing with it. But man cannot fully move to the position whereby he's operating at a level where he's working with in victory effortlessly before he beginning to understand the nature he carries. Can I shock you with something? A man that God created, he needs to come to a position where he begins to fellowship with God to understand the nature he carries. You can only fully exercise the greatness of the nature you carry on until you understand it. You can't use it to the full capacity if you don't understand it. Right? So, when God comes at the cool of the day to talk to man, the reason is for a purpose. So that man, through communion and fellowship, can begin to see the nature, the uniqueness of that nature that he carries. So, when God created man, man was a full-grown body with the mind of a baby. He needs to start learning over time, watching how God does his things through communion and fellowship. You cannot know the nature you carry until you start communion with God. At that time, you begin to become a carrier of that life. That is when the currency we're talking about begins to take effect. I'm looking at time, sorry. <laughs> Can I continue? Do I have permission to continue? All right, Pastor, thank you. So, when God introduced man, it was for a purpose. And we all agree that for him to be a what? A representation of what? Of God's agenda, will. And for him to be a carrier of that light. Hmm. Let me jump some things because of time. Uh, there will be a time that we do a series. Thank God for our pastors. Uh, but because of time, let me jump some things and go straight to kingdom currency. Hmm. When you look at kingdom currency, what are the currency that we are talking about? I don't want us to look at Christianity as a form of transaction because when I say currency, there is nothing that you can obtain without transacting, right? And some people are serving God because it's a transactional relationship with God, which is not actually coming to fulfillment of God's purpose. There is nothing wrong with being transactional, but if that is your core focus, you are limiting God's agenda and God's will in your life. So that's why I'm being careful when I'm talking about kingdom currency, because it deals with transaction. But for the purpose of this lesson, I want us to focus on the importance of that currency. Number one, we've already talked about the kingdom man. The kingdom man understands the currency. Which currency? Number one, your heart. Your heart is a very important currency. Can we open our Bible to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26? Proverbs 23, 26. Proverbs 23, 26. The Bible says, My son, what did they say? Give me thine heart and let your eyes observe what? Can we go over it again? My son, do what? Give me and let your eyes observe. Hmm. If you model the ministry of Jesus Christ and you are following, setting your eyes on the things that Christ did, he took his right step, you are taking your right step. Like he told Peter to come upon water. 
You took your left self, you are talking, taking your left self. What do you think will happen? At that moment in time, your heart and your eyes are set on who? On God. That's why Peter was able to walk on water. His eyes and heart was focused on who? On Jesus. Immediately, his eyes and eyes are no longer focused on Jesus. What happened? That is, the storm was already existing. Why is it not having effect on Peter when he was focusing his eyes? Just because hmm, the fact that you are walking in victory doesn't mean there is no storm around you. The only reason why the storm is not affecting you is because your eyes and focus are on who. So, regardless of what is happening, you are able to walk in victory because your heart is now of God and your eyes is now set on who? On God. Currency number one is your heart. Guide your heart. Number two, your eyes. The things you feed your eyes is very important. The things you see as a way of shaping who we are in the kingdom. I pray God help us in Jesus' name. Number two, giving is another strategic uh, currency in the kingdom. And I'm not going to, giving alone is a teaching. So let's just focus on two giving types, a prophetic giving. Number one, a prophetic giving. That is a situation whereby you are able to design the seasons and time and just immediately key into that season, looking for a representative of God's will for that season, and now sacrificially give to that person. What happened at that moment in time is this. I said prophetic giving. You are nothing concerned you about how the prophet or man of God spend the money. The most important thing is what? You have a focus. You have an agenda. And at immediately you submit that giving to the man of God. Whatever he's going to do with it is not your business. The most important thing is that you are not tapping into that grace for that season. So you are asking God for a particular thing. Your giving, which is now a currency, allow you to exchange that gift to get a result. I said I don't want us to see it as a transaction, but just stay with me for a few seconds. You are giving something in exchange for what? A result. You are not concerned with how the pastor will spend the money. Are you concerned with that? Your focus is what? The result that you are expecting. That is, you are giving with understanding. I'm not talking about the normal offering we are talking about. I'm not talking about the daily things we do in church. No. Your giving is what? With understanding. Number two, sacrifice and seed faith. A situation whereby, the one I'm talking about, is a situation whereby you have prayed for like two weeks or three weeks or a month over a particular seed. You now carry it to church to give to you may not even go to a pastor, maybe the offering board, you just drop it. Whoever steals the money in the church is in trouble because you are putting your problem. <laughs> you are putting your problem and everything inside the world, the seed. And someone just come and pick the seed. The person is in trouble because the problem you are asking God to solve, where is it going? Ah, it's dangerous to steal. Because you don't know what people are going through. It may just be 500 naira. 
the person may have been praying. He can even go to mountain and say, God, I'm about to give you. You may look at 500 naira or something. That's what he can do. God, I'm about to give this 500 naira to you as a sacrifice, as a seed faith. Please, these are the things I'm expecting. These are the things I want. You are not just giving without understanding. It's the giving with a purpose. So as you carry you to church, you are invoking the presence of God to do what? To bring about the result. So you are putting something to death and raising something up. That's the principle of seed faith. That is a situation whereby something dies with your seed and something resurrects with what? With your seed. So seed faith is another currency in the what? In the kingdom. Because of time, sorry. I'm looking at it. <laughs> we can't go deeper than this. Uh, another currency in the kingdom, the last two, and I'll round up. Faith. Faith is another currency in the kingdom. If you understand the ministry of faith, the mystery of faith, you'll be able to operate at a dimension that makes people to wonder how you are doing things. Anywhere you appear, things begin to work in your favor. You don't know why. Of course you know. Because you understand the mystery of faith. I'm not talking about faith. It's sometimes of the things I hope for. That's not what I'm talking about. The faith I'm talking about goes deeper than that. Let's open our Bible to Romans 4, 9. Romans chapter 4, verse 9. Romans chapter 4, verse 9. Romans 4, 9. Now listen, it says, Commit this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also. Now listen, for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for what? Now, focus on that. That is, the way Abraham purchased righteousness was through what? Do we get that? Abraham purchased righteousness through a currency called you can easily get the results you want by activating the mystery and the power in faith. A situation whereby you are not uh, uh, moved by the things that surround you. You focus on just one agenda, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Like I said, there is no time, but go God will help us. We can go home and study more on that. The last key that we are going to talk about is not limited to these keys that I talk about, but because of time, let us focus on the last key. And the reason why I put, I'm going to talk about this is that this is one of the things that we have trivialized in the kingdom. And many people have abused the mystery of prayer. Prayer is another currency in the kingdom. Another kingdom currency that is so powerful is prayer. I'm not talking about the collective prayer. I'm talking about the prayer of altar. Are you raising an altar of prayer in your home? An altar of prayer is a platform where you are uh, creating a reason or a situation for God to commune with you. That is, prayer is a form of communication. Can I borrow from literature students? For literature students among us, can we agree that literature, uh, sorry, communication is, uh, is only effective when there is a feedback. That is, an encoder encodes the message. He sends it to a decoder. And a decoder decodes the message and sends the what? A feedback. That is, a, a communication becomes effective when there is what? A feedback. 
when you pray, which is a form of communication, there is a need for you to get a feedback from who? From who? God. The communication becomes effective when there is that feedback. Your altar gives room for God to send a feedback. Remember Jacob? Jacob said, I was here and I don't know that God was what? There is an altar there that allowed him to open a portal for him to see the movement of angels going up and down. That is, prayer can open a portal for you to access information that no one else can give you. You may just need just a single song and it will launch you everywhere. A perfect example, we all know Nathaniel uh, Bassi. That man has been singing for years, nobody knows him. Or do you think it's when he released uh, which song? Is it, is it only that time that he become known? He has been singing for years. But a song launched him to the whole world. Just a song. He understands the reason for altar of prayer. You are able to walk in victory when you set an altar of prayer in your home. You can set a time when you just go. You can leave. Permit me to say this. You can leave, come back on Friday from work and just go to mountains and go and pray from Friday. What concerns you with Sunday service? You see, every time you must come for Sunday. Sorry, sorry. Permit me to say this. Permit me to say this. A Sunday of sacrifice for yourself and God will not affect every other thing that we have been doing so far. Am I saying something wrong? A Sunday of sacrifice, you don't need to tell your HOD or pastor that day I'm going to Monday. What concerns them? It's between you and who? God. You go on Friday and you come back on, Saturday, on Sunday evening. Let me tell you, your life will not remain the same. The situation where you are creating an altar of prayer for you to have access to an information or a secret that will allow you to move at the speed that looks unusual to your generation. God wants to use you and I. I hope you know that. God wants to find an expression through the things we do. Even in your work phase, God is ready to do something. And I pray God will come to help us in Jesus' name. Let's just open our Bible to James 5 and 16. Before I go to conclusion, that's the part I will go to conclusion. I've already spent extra five minutes. It is well. <laughs> James 5, verse uh, 16. Are we there? James 5, 16. The Bible says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be what? Healed. Now listen to this part. The effectual, number one, effectual. Number two, fervent. What, is, what, what do they mean by fervent? Consistency. Consistency is the key to prayer. You are hammering all the time. There is no way. I'm not talking about the prayer you come and pray on in the church. No. You can just wake up in the middle of the night. 15 minutes is okay. It doesn't need to be much. But that 15 minutes must be what? Must be quality. You are just praying about one single thing. You don't need to pray about every other thing. Just between you and God, and you are just shaking and you are sweating. You go to sleep. Let me even tell you something. You may go to sleep and you see the enemy attacking you after you have prayed. 
Don't be discouraged. Do you know there is a strategy to discourage you? Don't be discouraged. That means that you have tapped into something that you shouldn't have tapped into. And they know that if you get this, you enter into victory. So they will come with their force. They may even beat you. <laughs> they may do a lot of things just to discourage you. And sometimes you may actually go to your workplace and you just see a friend. And a friend can make you angry. Just to say something that may just, after you have prayed, and other things, I just see something that can actually just shift your focus from God. Don't be discouraged. Don't fall into the trap of the enemy. Remember, you are doing something and you're on a mission. And the mission is to get what? God's attention. That's your mission. You want to get what? God's attention. And when you get God's attention, it shuts down everything to listen to what? To you. For that season, you got a secret enough to make you live for 10 years without sorrow. Am I confusing someone? I've seen this thing works. That's why I'm telling you. If it doesn't work, I shouldn't stand here and start teaching you on something. The, the kingdom is not about theory. What's theory? There must be a practical evidence of working with God consistently. So, if you invoke the mystery of prayer, there is no way you won't get answered. We are rounding up now. That's why I'm cutting some things. I'm sorry. In conclusion, in conclusion, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. I'm concluding now. 2 chapter 1. I'm closing my Bible. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Ah. I said verse. I said verse 3, right? Yeah. All right. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and what? I want us to do it together. Can we start over again? According as his divine word, focus on that divine power. Number one, divine power. And because of that divine power, he has given us how many things? Number two, all things. That pertain unto life and what? True what? The knowledge of him that has called us to glory and what? That is the summary of everything we have been talking about this morning. You understand this mystery. You realize that at certain times, you are maybe you are into fashion business or fashion industry. You just sew a cloth. And people and uh, you are selling at the rate that is alarming. And the people around you that you are in the same fashion industry begin to em are envious of you. No, it doesn't come by chance. You must have been doing things or apply one of the currency that we have been talking about, maybe prayer sacrifice, that brings about that word, that result. No results happen by chance. Be when it's become consistent, that is a what? That is a reason. A consistency must be being applied, maybe through prayer or one or the other, for you to what? experience everything that God is talking about because he has power to give what? Oh. And I pray God coming to help us in Jesus' name. Can we just bow our head and pray before we give room for one or two things as our pastor comes to the front? Father, open my eyes. Open my eyes to the mystery of the kingdom. As a citizen of this kingdom, let me live a life.